Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. And I love our church. Like I said before, the DNA of our church is inclusive. All ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds. And that's why we're a big family. And I just love all the ages. And today we're honouring that. Friday night we had the Youth Alive and we had hundreds of young people here. And we had the Young Adults in Power Conference recently. And uh, we have uh, Love After Marriage Ministry. And we have all different dynamics. We've got a play group that happens for the young mums. And as a church, we're just wanting to reach and connect and inspire and minister God's love and hope to people in our church and in our broader community. And uh, what are some of the characteristics of old age? You've got life experience. These are the positive ones. You've got life experience. You've got wisdom. Hopefully, after living at least 60 or more years, you've got a lot of wisdom about some of the things to do and not to do and some of the consequences, positively or negative. You've got godliness. I love talking to a man or woman who have loved and served Jesus for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They've got a, an understanding of God's strength and grace and faithfulness that when you're younger, you just don't have that yet. I love it when you have the grace of God just flowing through lovely older people. Consistency and steadfastness and faithfulness, they just keep showing up. Even if they're not well, they just keep showing up. And I just thank God for that. They're driving buses and, and out of this group of probably 70 or 80 people in our church here today that are 60 plus, many of them are serving in areas of our church. They're on our frontline teams and they're on our morning tea roster and, and they're driving buses and they're, they're visiting and in our old people's homes. They're picking people up for church. They're praying, they're loving, they're caring. I love their uh, fruitfulness, trustworthy. If they say they're going to be there, they're going to be there or they'll let you know if they can't be. That generation was raised with that. And Marilyn and I are on the tail end of that generation where that was just very, very strong qualities. And sadly, some of these aren't as common as they could be or should be. For those younger people in our church, learn from the older ones those qualities. They're full of love. And uh, especially if they've got grandkids, it just pours out of them, you know. And uh, they adopt others. They're great mentors and examples to all of the next generations. And sometimes when we're young, we don't value the wisdom and grace of the older people, but encourage us to keep connecting, learning and growing. Beautiful Psalm 92 verse 10 to 12, um, I think it's verse 12 to 14 it actually is. The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long-lived, upright and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. How awesome is those verses, hey? And that's a promise for those that are older and the body doesn't work quite as well as it should and you keep forgetting things. How awesome was that DVD, hey? <laughs> Down across the street. Sometimes it takes a little longer to do things, but they still get it done. And, uh, and I thank God uh, for that. And we need, we need in the, in, as the, our bodies and minds get older, our spirits stay young. We have eternal life. And God loves all generations. It says he's the God of 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Over and over in the Bible, it talks about generation. It talked about Timothy, his mother and grandmother, the faith that was passed down. There's something powerful about generations. And sadly, in our modern world of technology, and a lot of older folks feel like they just can't keep up, sometimes they feel like their value is decreased. And sometimes our media and our society is all about youth and staying fit and healthy and well, and that's so good, but we sometimes don't value all that God has in the older generations. And if you look at the number, if you did uh, assessment on the volunteers that serve in Harvey Bay, guaranteed well over half of them are 50 or 60 plus in our society and Meals on Wheels. I remember Marilyn's grandmother, she was in her 80s, she was 82 and she was still going out serving Meals on Wheels to all these old folks who were 10 years younger than her that couldn't look after themselves. So I don't know, why don't they look after themselves? She's out there still cooking and and just delivering meals. I love that spirit and we've got several people here in her 90s here today. We've got uh, uh, Sister Gwen Roberts, she's back at church, she hasn't been well, so it's great to see you, Gwen. Gwen was my Sunday school teacher at Gumbungee near Toowoomba, so she regularly comes and says, make sure you tell the whole story, not just part of the story. <laughs> she keeps me in track, because <laughs> she's my third cousin, so she knows my family background, so whenever I tell a family story, she's checking out to make sure I'm giving you the whole story. <laughs> That's and we've got uh, Merv and Joyce over here and, and uh, just the, the amazing faithfulness in their 90s. And we've got other people that are um, faithful and serving. And I, I don't want to pick too many out because I'm going to miss some. But I know that God's blessing is here in so many amazing ways. What about, uh, there's a beautiful uh, proverb. It's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I put Psalm 3, 5 and 6 on the notes there. Sorry, guys. It's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Him and He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Really powerful. It's been one of my scriptures that kept me going. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And no matter what age we are, we've got to choose to trust in God. It's a choice. We live by our choices, good or bad. And so many here have chosen to say, God, I'm going to trust you. And some of you have been through challenging, difficult, unbelievable situations like we did. Glenda and Ted is only two, and all of you would have amazing stories where you've had to trust in God. And sometimes we haven't trusted as well. We've gone through some valleys. But trust in God with all your heart. Rely confidently on Him. Do not rely on your own insight and understanding, but trust the Lord. What are some of the challenges of older age? Wow. The first one is obviously our health issues. The body starts to slow down. I turned 60 last year and occasionally after working a hard day in the yard, the next day I can hardly move and I'm thinking, what happened? I would do that and bounce out next day. <laughs> and uh, so as, as we get older, the body slowly ages. And that can be so frustrating because your spirit and emotion, the mind is still very active and you want to do more, but you just have to learn to pace yourself and with wisdom, hopefully, uh, be able to still get lots that you want to get done. Loneliness can be a huge challenge in older age because often spouses have passed away or family moved away for work. Sometimes we can't get out to as many activities church or social activities and so loneliness is a huge challenge 
And I heard a report just this week on uh, that one of the big challenges that social services are facing is loneliness in older folks. And so we need to, can, and as a church, we're looking at how can we bridge those gaps and how can we connect more and uh, visit people and, and find places. Handling grief, as Ted shared, can be a huge challenge because as you get older, you end up sadly going to lots of funerals. And I am amazed that Joshua and Caleb, for 40 years, they kept their vision for the promised land and they went to the funeral of all of their mates, would have been tens of thousands of them, died in those 40 years. It says all their generation died, they were the only two left. So they would have went to thousands of funerals and they kept their vision still alive to get to the promised land. I think that takes courage when you go through the disappointment of people passing away in this life. Decreased energy. Keeping up with technology and rapid changes. How you going over 60s? Yeah, some of you are amazing. Others of you are thinking, what? I've worked at how to turn the computer on. That's about it. Some of you just are amazing. But that's a challenge because so many things are now electronic. They don't want you to fill out forms anymore. And, uh, and that's a huge challenge for our generations. Financial concerns can become a challenge. Sometimes regrets of choices or past mistakes or situations that have happened can just plague people. And so it's like a shadow. And as Helen so well shared, that we can have those, wearing those over our minds and hearts, but we need to give them to Jesus. And, and we just need to let go of the regrets and say, God, I can't change the past, but Lord, I'm going to trust you in the fu- present and I'm going to believe that you're going to make my future days full and a blessing. There's so many other challenges, fears for the future. And uh, some here are facing significant health challenges. We've got family members and and we need God's grace and strength. We need to support one another in this amazing, amazing journey. Caleb is one of my heroes. I want to just read a couple of verses from him as we wrap it up today. Joshua 14, 9 to 14. So on that day, Moses swore to me, this is to Caleb, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. No matter what age you are, I encourage you, follow the Lord God wholeheartedly. That's the only way I've known how to live life. Do it out of your own personality, your own style. Your own. Do it wholeheartedly and God will bless you. Now then, just as the Lord promised, He has kept me alive for 45 years since the time He said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. Caleb and Joshua were two of the 12 spies. Who can tell me the names of the other 10? No one remembers any of the names of the other 10 that brought back a negative report and said, the giants are there, it is fruitful, but it's too big, we can't get there. No one remembered them, but people remember the people of faith because that's the power of it. And he walked on that mountain, he says, I want to take that mountain where the biggest giants were. 45 years later, this is what it says. So here I am, I hear I am 85 years old, 45 years later. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. 85-year-old says I'm still as strong. Wow, this guy, how could he do that? Let's not put him on a pedestal and say we can never be like that, but he kept his spirit and vision and dream so alive, it kept him going strong. And there's been many surveys done of people who, either retire and then just lose focus or purpose in life and sadly their mind and their body wears out. 
But those like Ted and Glenda say, we're just going to keep on busy. We're going to keep on serving. Whatever our capacity is. Yes, your work role and your roles and family roles change, but keeping a great purpose alive. And they did a survey of 10, they checked out 10 people who retired in their early to mid-60s and then didn't do a real lot with their life, just sort of cruised along. By the time they were 75, sadly, only two of them were still alive. They did a survey of another 10 who, yes, they had their transitions in life in their 60s, but they kept working, they kept serving with charity and church. Only two of them had died by 75. It was the 80-20 rule in reverse because they kept purpose in their life. They had a focus. And, and even though they would have been walking through challenge, I thought, God, help just to, to keep busy and so serve. So here we see, he says, I'm just as vigorous. I'm still as strong today. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helped me. I will drive them out just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, gave him Hebron as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, ever since because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. Wow, wow, wow. Sometimes when we get older, we think, well, what can I do? There's two things you can always do. You can always pray and you can always encourage. You don't have to have a whole lot of skills to do that. But you can always pray and always encourage. So that's, I want to encourage everyone that's um, a bit older here, make sure you always be an encourager and always be a prayer because that's something all of us, no matter what our age, can be. And to wrap it up today, Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Wow. I've been dreaming a few more dreams lately, so that's not a good sign. <laughs> but the, the principle is have something purpose for the future. Praying, loving, serving, giving no matter what our age. And 1 Peter 5 is in the same way the younger ones should willingly support the leadership of the elders. In every relationship, each of you must wrap around yourself the apron of a humble servant because God resists you when you are proud but multiplies grace and favor when you are humble. I want to thank the older folks in this church because we're a contemporary church. We've got lots of people of all different ages. And I want to thank you for your prayer and love and support, your faithful giving. As I said, many of you are still serving on teams or volunteering or reaching out and touching our community in all sorts of ways that we don't always know. I want to thank you for your faith, for your generosity, for your support. I want to thank you for your tolerance and grace for the younger generation with technology and as they do all the whiz-bang stuff. Thank you for your patience with us. And also the style and volume of our songs and the volume of our music sometimes is not to all of our liking. But I want to thank you for let's being a family. And sometimes we don't get it right, but we really want to work together as all generations. And I want to thank you for your grace. I find some older people more tolerant than some of the young people. Some of the young people just want it their way and it's got to be this way. I find older folks sometimes, because you've had to do adjustments in life, you're actually more tolerant than some young ones. I want to say thank you for doing that. And, and, and let's give them a hand of thanks for loving and serving.
Some churches are full of young people. Some churches are full of old people. Some churches are full of uh, professional families. We are all ages, all backgrounds. And it means we've got to just stretch a bit more with grace and love. But hey, the rewards are so awesome. And just look at this today. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for being who you are and for stepping up and serving God. Let's stand in His presence. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.